the social life It's the Darren Show The Darren Show Don't ask if he's single You already know Cause it's the Darren Show A simple name For a simple guy With a simple face It's the Darren Show Hello everyone and welcome to the Taryn Show. Uh, I am your illustrious host, Taryn, myself. <laughs> and today, I uh, I am joined uh, by, with or by or whatever the word is for uh, Cameron from Big Brother 19. Cameron Hurd, how you doing, Cameron? You're my favorite LFC member, so I'm happy uh, to come on to your, uh, your new uh, podcast uh, journey that you're doing. Awesome. I always glad to hear that I am doing something to uh, beat Brent. Uh, so, yes. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get into Big Brother 19. Uh, but first, I want to know a little bit more about you, Cameron. Uh, where, where did you come from? Where, where, where did you grow up? All right. So I grew up in North Aurora, Illinois, and I lived there till I was um, eight or nine. Uh, and then my uh, parents, they split up. They got a divorce. So there's that whole thing. So then I moved to the inner city, Chicago. And that was like, I just had to adapt really to survive because I was like the skinny, white, small kid. And like my school was like 95% Latino. So I became like a gangster. I, I became like a thug. <laughs> I had like, I had like necklaces. I had earrings. I, I wore my pants baggy. I was like, yo, what's up? I'm going to cut you. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, man. So I was just like hanging out with that, like with all them. And then I, uh, seventh or eighth grade, I moved back to the suburbs. And then I'm surrounded by all these preppy people. I'm like, I don't have to do this anymore. I can just be myself now. I don't have to keep up this facade of being hard and thug and all that. So, um, and during that whole time, I'm playing travel baseball. I was really good at baseball back in the day. Um, but then I got injured a couple of times. Dude, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like the Olympics for injuries. I go to the hospital every <laughs> four years. Um, I, I had my gallbladder removed. I ruptured my spleen. I, uh, there was a beer bottle that went into my hand. You could see the scar, right? Oof. Dude, it was at college. All right. I'm getting, I'm getting distracted really quick. <laughs> <laughs> just a thought, uh, like a train of thought just doesn't stop with me. Um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. Travel baseball. And then I got injured. I ruptured my spleen in wrestling. Um, and I was also in football in uh, high school, too. So I was like a pretty athletic dude. And then once I got injured, I was um, the I was out for like a year because my spleen was like completely ruptured. Uh, I almost died, actually, um, because I didn't know that it was ruptured. I went to the nurse and they were like, oh, um, just just sleep it off. And then I was like telling my parents, I don't want to I don't want to like go to school tomorrow. And they poked me in the middle of the night. And then I woke up screaming, hooting, hollering, and then I got t- taken to the hospital. And my um, the doctor said, like, if I slept through the whole night, I would have died. Uh, so it's a good thing that they poked me. And then I had to go to like another hospital that had to treat me. So after who, that, who poked you? My my stepdad. My stepdad poked me in my sleep because he didn't believe that I was asleep or that I was in pain. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So even back then, people were skeptical of me. <laughs> so it's not surprising well, how it's first out. I got this face. It's my face. People are like, fuck this guy. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, 
forgot where I was. Well, you 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 had you went to the hospital. I mean, like, uh, did did they tell you that you that, that you basically were close to like how how does it feel to be told that? Dude, it was bizarre because the the um doctor said it was like somebody stabbed me in the stomach and I was just bleeding internally and it was like hours of me just bleeding out. And, <laughs> yeah, and my mom is like, "Uh, what's wrong? That's where the blood's supposed to be inside his body." <laughs> what are your parents <laughs> i'm just like oh my god like my mom had no idea what was going on and i was like oh, on the brink of death and it was just a nightmare of a situation i was out of school for a month for that uh luckily it got repaired they like put some coagulant on it and it all like came back together um so yeah that was that that was what started the first four year every four year uh hospital visit uh so that was like 2006 or something like that and then i decided i made this mental decision i was like i don't think i'm going to be the next uh you know mlb star or football player or anything like that so i started to focus my attention more on school and i got more into science and biology and chemistry and i just focused on that and then continued that forward but i was still like even in college i was in like intramural like hockey leagues and bags tournaments and um some dodgeball clubs and stuff like that so i like i I tried to stay pretty active but nothing like physically like that could hurt me but that that one accident that i had where i ruptured my spleen that was in wrestling and then the second i've only wrestled two times And the second time I wrestled was when a beer bottle went into my hand here. It was a fucking nightmare. All right. So here I am. Here's the setting. I am at my apartment. No, it's a house at NIU, senior year. And for some reason, people are deciding that they want to wrestle. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want to wrestle. Last time I wrestled, I was in the hospital for a week. And like three, four, five matches go on. I'm like, hmm. If something bad would have happened, it would have happened already, right? And then so so I'm like, all right, Jordan, my roommate, w- let's go. And we're we're wrestling, and I'm like, all right, if I have if I feel any pain anywhere, I don't want to go to the hospital again. So we made this code word. I think it was like pineapple or something. Like, if I scream pineapple, it's over. It's over. It's done. So we're wrestling. I'm like doing fairly well, and then but we're going into this um, corner of the room, and it, I didn't know this, but there's like a bunch of beer bottles in this corner of the room, and like we hear one pop, and but I don't feel anything because I'm hammered out of my mind, and then I go to move my hand from behind his back to his face, and I just see like a flab of skin and ligaments and tendons, like muscle all cut up. And it's just, I'm just like, ah, ah, I'm like screaming pineapple. At this and he sees this as a point of weakness. He doesn't care anymore. And he goes on the attack. I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> so it was a fucking nightmare. And then I, we were all way too drunk to drive. So we had to call an ambulance. I'm like running my wrist under hot water because someone said that would have been a good idea. But it looks like now the, now the bathroom looks like somebody died. <laughs> wow so, uh so. good thing there wasn't a wrestling competition i guess and big brother I, I mean yeah and then yeah exactly my gallbladder was removed uh for um i had goldstone so if there was an eating competition I, I told them i'd have to sit that one out because i just can't eat like a ton of food like uh, yeah you you and raven yeah yeah, yeah. but mine is <laughs> i feel like actually real <laughs> <laughs> so 
but if, if my life was on the line in that house and they're like, oh, you got to eat like 20 pounds. Of, I don't know. That's impossible. But if you had to eat a lot, um, I would have done it and then literally been on the toilet for hours. <laughs> All right. We're getting a little off track. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me about your toilet experience. Um, <laughs> so, so what drew you to, uh, to science and microbiology? Um, all right. So I just had like a chemistry uh, teacher in high school that I was always pretty good at it, but I decided like, I need to focus on something because you can be like mediocre at a bunch of stuff, but that doesn't really get you anything. You got to be like really great at one thing to like get far in life. And for me, I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at math and science. So I just focused on that. And it's just, it was just like a thing. And you don't need a foreign language. I'm terrible at foreign languages in college. So um i was just like this is what i need to do and it's not really that i was like particularly like interested in the subject it was just i was good at it so i just kept doing it and it was it's, i'm still pretty uh interested in it it's like for my uh, big brother audition tape i made like the big brother 19 logo with bacteria on an auger plate and i was like that was like the best thing ever i, I want to post it but i can't i can't post that video for a while i don't think um so yeah 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 that was that was my brief intro to biology and chemistry i got a, a bachelor's in biological sciences and a minor in chemistry but it only took me four years to make <laughs> <laughs> is it is it something that you have like grown into you said like it wasn't really something that you were passionate about but you were good at it are you passionate about it now or is it something that you're just still good at and you think it can make you money Exactly. It's more of the latter, but I am passionate kind of about my job because I do um, help save people's lives. So the, the drugs that I do work with, uh, they are injected into people's veins and they're, I work with cancer drugs. So if I screw up, like there could be someone's like some bacteria or fungus injected into cancer patients' veins and they're already like their immune systems are shot. So they could like potentially die. So that little bit of that little bit is exciting to me, but most of it's just like busy work uh, in microbiology. I hate yeah. to say that for all any, any microbiology uh, students out there, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it pays well, I guess. And well, do, is that like, uh, do you feel like you want to continue down that path or do you have a, another uh, dream or idea? Well, actually, right now, I want to move out of Illinois. Um, I want to move to Denver uh to snowboard i already go out to den uh denver every winter to snowboard at like the mountains out there in breckenridge oh yeah i never said this but i like snowboard all the time i was in the ski and snowboard club and uh i go like hit the double black diamonds out there uh breckenridge winter park keystone um there's just so many more that i'm just forgetting uh <clears throat> so i want to move out there but there's not a lot of micro positions out there right now so in some kind of limbo situation. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, do you still live uh, like close with uh, to your family? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So my lease ended while I was in the Big Brother house. So I'm living at home now, um, which is kind of weird because I was living uh, on my own. And now I have to like deal with my parents again. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's, it's fine. It, it's good, actually, because of the situation I'm in where I want to get out of this state and, you know, have some fun somewhere else, like kind of create my own path now because I feel like I've done like what I want to do here. And I just want to like go kind of start over. It's like a life is like a video game and I just want to start over somewhere else. Kind of see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I often wished that life was like a video game when I was a child. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I wish I could add as many tries as I wanted and, uh, you know. Like, Big like, Brother is a lot like a video game. It's, it's like a chess game, only you're like a pawn on the game and you can't really control everything. That's why I like the that's why i like big brother and survivor so much it's like you're not just this overarching figure that can see everything you you're all the person in the game and it's harder to like figure everything out by yourself that's so that's really what drew me to the uh, like survivor and big brother and i've been watching survivor since like season two um and then uh one day after volleyball like i used to play sand volleyball in high school um i came home at like seven or something and my uh, mom was like, oh, you need to watch this show called Big Brother. It's like Survivor in a house. And I'm like, what? And it was like season 14. And I'm like, this is this sounds kind of lame to me. And then I like watched an episode. And it was Ian Terry season. And I was like, I immediately fell in love with Ian. But I was like, ah, this is cool. I'll keep watching. And she's like, oh, but wait, there's live feeds. And I'm like, wait, wait, this is happening right now. And then she turned them on like it was pop or whatever whatever it was at that time, um, the after dark. And I'm like, holy crap. That's what really, I was just like, this is amazing because they can't control. They can't like in survivor. It's filmed months in advance and they can have whatever story they want. Big brother is on the fly. And I'm like, this is the now the best show just because of the live feeds in my opinion. Yeah. I, that's actually, I, I, I love how you put it. Uh, like it's playing big brother is like being, uh, a piece on the chessboard because people often like will talk about oh, it's like playing chess like you are you know mo- maneuvering the pieces but it really is like you are one of the pieces yourself and you're trying to like control the battlefield from your own position as a piece in the game and sometimes there's like a twist that that turns you into the queen piece or something <laughs> like that you get like extra moves uh yeah. but for the most part you're just a pawn there and you're trying to maneuver your way through the game uh from that perspective yeah, 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 for sure. And then sometimes you get knocked out in 12 hours and your big brother career is <laughs> over. But yeah. Um, oh, well, you live. Yeah. You live and you learn. <laughs> so so uh, are you are you close with your family? Were you like close growing up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so <clears throat> I, I still visit my dad. Like my parents split up when I was eight or something. And I still eat uh, dinner with my dad once a week. Uh, we go to B-dubs um, <clears throat> and I like I still always talk to them um i'm close with my immediate family not really my cousins though so uh i like talk to them once a month or like at holidays or something but immediate family i talk to like almost all the time like i'm playing video games today i'm having like a board game night here with me my my friends and my family so yeah i'm also super super into board games settlers of Catan, best board game ever i oh my god i was supposed to play with alex but she was doing something in the finale so oh well <clears throat> But it's my it's my favorite board game ever. I also like uh, Ticket to Ride. You know the game Coup? It's like a game where you're lying, but you're like trying to pretend to be someone else. Like just basically games where you like have to do social manipulation. Like like Catan, you're like, oh, I need this. You could like trade and barter and all that garbage. So yeah, I love board games. They're awesome. Yeah, I I, I used to play Risk a lot. Yeah, um, but <clears throat> I, I don't like Risk. Here's why. Because risk, <laughs> risk Monopoly, it's all about rolling the die and doing like, well, Monopoly is worse. You roll the die, you do whatever it says, you pick up the card, and then it's the next person's turn. It's all chance. It's garbage. There's no, there's no strategy. In Risk, there is a little bit of strategy, like who you should attack, where you should deploy this stuff. But it's still all chance on rolling the die. Hopefully, you beat the other opponent. But I don't know. 
not a big fan of risk either i like i like these other these other boards. I, I, I think it's sort of like big brother in that way that like uh you can do everything right but if you get screwed on the rolls and you still <laughs> lose the game uh, yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah, I never thought about it like that. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like, uh, like lose friends playing Risk. Like, uh, I, I was like, I was hardcore. I, uh, I'm never talking to you again if you if you attack me right now. <laughs> By the way, there's a rule in Monopoly uh, that's never followed, and it's the only strategy to win Monopoly. But it takes like four hours to to win, and it's it, the rule is. If you buy out all the houses, you can't make more houses. So the goal is you want to get as many monopolies, but never upgrade to hotels that's how you win the game because then your other opponents can't make any more houses and then you just slowly take all their money don't upgrade to hotels it's the worst it's the worst game <laughs> so. for someone that doesn't <laughs> like monopoly you know a lot about it uh, yeah well i had to win <laughs> very competitive <laughs> yeah no I, I i feel you uh i was very annoyed uh you i mean you you cost me the win for the the, oh, the draft man. I'm sorry, man. If if you were in Paul's place, you would have won the jury vote, and I would have won the draft. (laughs) I I thought right when I got that key, I was going to win the win the whole show. I was very very confident going into that uh, house. Um, Yeah, I'm like I got boned real hard. I found out like through some of the people after the show is like they're like afraid of the nine seven guys to girls advantage with Paul Mm -hmm. coming in, um, and like. Uh, the Ian and Steve effect. Uh, they just saw me up there. And were just like, eh. we've we've seen this guy win before. Let's just go with Christmas. So, and she broke her foot, but <clears throat> yeah, it was, you already you already know the story. But it was just uh, not a good time. Not a good time. Maybe I should have stayed up on that uh, trapeze a little bit longer. Yeah, it happens. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you talked about like, uh, like your parents. Was it was that like a big, uh, thing for you growing up? Like your parents splitting up? Um. Not. I mean, not really. It was still pretty young. I was still pretty young. Um. My dad. Uh. Like, still continued working as a truck driver, and my parents decided to make a business in Chicago. That's why we moved to Chicago. And they were selling uh, guitars there. Um, so then I was in some travel baseball leagues. Uh, but I've always been pretty close to my parents. It's been a good time. Uh, I, I can't think of anything negative to say, just positive things. Like they've always been there for me, always supported me, no matter what I wanted to do. Um, Big Brother, like applications, like I would always just like show them my video and be like, you think this is good? Uh, or like when I tried out for Survivor, they're like, I was just like, all right, let's let's drive you there. They've always been really, really supportive of me, so I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful for that. That's good. Yeah, I, I like uh, my uh, my my parents. Well, uh, I have a whole situation, but like my 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 mom and my my stepdad, uh, they split. Uh, and like he was sort of the my dad growing up, and uh, I remember like I was pretty young. I don't remember exactly. I think I was in like uh, probably like first grade or something. I and I didn't really understand uh, like like what like they were talking about. Like I didn't really fully grasp it. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah I, I, and I think that I think that like the fact that I was like just just too young to like fully get it uh probably helped in some way at the time the to like you know that it wasn't like hugely impacting that one at least um and uh you know it's it's always good to uh to hear that like you know 
parents, even when things don't work out, they're still able to support uh, and be loving to the the child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that both parents like decide like it doesn't matter if we hate each other, we have to do what's right for the kid. right. So yeah, that, luckily, even though my parents hate each other, they both still love me. So that's good. I, I think yeah. I'm the favorite. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of, uh, we, we talked about this before we started recording, but uh, there's actually a, a secret mastermind that was uh, the cause of, of this even happening uh, yeah. at the time that it did. Uh, tell me about your sister. Yeah, my sister decides to reach out to Taryn and says, hey, hey, Cameron wants to be on the Taryn show. I didn't, I never said these words. And then, <laughs> and then, and then she, and then Taryn and her have a conversation saying, Oh yeah, I'd love, I'd love to have a camera on. And then she comes up to me and says, Hey, Taryn wants you to have a, Taryn wants you to be on his show. It never really occurred to me why you would message her and not me. <laughs> and then I got the message from you and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then it, it like, now it all clicks. She's the mastermind. She should have been on big brother not me. So, <laughs> Yeah, she she was the Paul of the situation, but uh, yeah, little did yeah. she know we uh, we ended up talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we caught her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody nobody else in the season t- talked to each other, but you know we we figured it out. Maybe maybe she would be first out because we figured it out. Uh, oh, maybe a couple, <laughs> couple hours. Have you have you always been close to her? Uh yeah. yeah. We look extremely similar. It's kind of bizarre. It's just. Just imagine my face with longer hair. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so weird. I have a feeling she's not going to like that that description. Dude, she's been getting it this whole time, like since we've been born. And our brother looks nothing like the rest of us. We're convinced that he looks that he was adopted or they switched him at birth. He doesn't even like the same things we do. Like I like to go out and do stuff. He likes to stay in. Um, so that's a little bit about him. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you, uh, do you guys like, uh, did you all, uh, watch big brother together? Like is she a uh, fan as well. Um, so I was a huge fan of survivor and like me and my family were a huge fan. And then like around season 12, everybody except for me dropped off. They were like, this is kind of lame. And I just kept chugging and chugging and chugging along. And then, um, my mom started watching Big Brother 13 and then 14 and then I started watching and then everybody else started watching 14. And then like, it, again, it fell off around 17 for my my brother and maybe my sister. Um, but like me and my mom are still watching it religiously. Uh, so they, they've watched the show. They know what the shows are and they're like fans of the show. Um, but not like super, super, super fans. But they, they even though they're not watching the show, it's like it's so weird because in Big Brother you don't even have to really watch the show. You can just like keep up what's going on on Twitter and <laughs> listen to the podcasts. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Um, you know, go on the Big Brother subreddit. You you don't even really even have to watch the show. It's the weirdest show in the world. Like I know exactly what's going on before the public does, and I don't even need to watch it. It's great. Uh, so there there are those kind of people where they're just kind of keeping up but not really watching what's going on. They're not watching the DR. Did uh, did you did you guys all watch this season or was it like uh, not your favorite season to watch? <laughs> um, I I did watch every single episode except for my battle back episode. I still haven't seen that one yet. Um, you know it's it's going to be sad to see myself actually gone from the show mm-hmm. completely. Um, so I'm not really looking forward to that. I heard that oh it's like your best episode. Well, I was only in two episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. But like, I've been watching this the season. I think everybody in my family has been watching uh, this season. Um, and I've got like a lot of people that have never watched Big Brother that are now like, I I hate you. Now I'm addicted. No. <laughs> It's like once Big Brother grabs you, it like doesn't let go. It's amazing. It just takes over your life. Yeah, I, I uh, your, your sister mentioned to me that she was like uh, like dying watching the Battle Back episode, <laughs> I, uh, and I, I can I can imagine why. I mean, it was it was pretty, especially because you were like ahead uh, yeah. of Cody for so long. But like there were spoilers out, so I knew that Cody had beaten you. Know, I was like, wow, man. Uh, uh, but you it was know. close. It was really, really, really close. And like our that competition was five minutes long tops. It was we were like ripping it. We were doing so well. Um, I don't know. I I heard like Cody switched up his strategy. Uh, but that thing was like flimsy. It's not like in Survivor where it looks like it hold it holds in its spot. In that competition, you like had to hold the ball and the slingshot at like and then let go of the ball and the slingshot like at it like a half second difference. It was just it was just weird. It was. Like the, the, it was like a regular dodge, like one of those foam dodgeball things that would like also mm-hmm. curve if you like held it like a wrong way. It was just, it was just all right. Like when I saw the dodgeballs, when they rolled out the dodgeballs, I was like, I'm in, I was in dodgeball. I know how to throw these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win. And then it, they brought out the slingshot. I'm like, well, I've seen this before. I think I can handle it. Um, but he just, he just beat me. Yeah. And, and I mean, the like, crazy thing is too, like, I, I, I'm willing to bet that if you were, if you had, gone back into that house like cody wouldn't have been there to hold jessica back from nominating paul uh like uh whole season is different even even at that point if you had been in the house yeah yeah for sure and i was i want to get this out there right now because it's pissing me off people say that i wouldn't go after paul i was gonna go after paul because i had no enemies and when i was when i like everybody was my enemy but nobody was my enemy because nobody knew anything about me but the only enemy I did have was Paul because he didn't give me a friendship bracelet. And then when, when I was asked by um, whatever, when I was asked uh, who I was going to go after when I went back in the house, it was Paul. And they're like, okay, like that's who I was going to go after. And it pissed me off that people are like, oh, he would have been a sheep. No, no, no. Here's, here's, here, <laughs> here's how I feel about vets. All right. Vets are like, they always get like kind of into the middle of the game. But then you got to cut them like you can't you can't have them uh, like getting in everybody's ear. And it, it's just it's just so frustrating because I would have gone after Paul mid game, probably around fourth or I would have done what they did to Netta or I would have tried to. I would have got him out immediately once his protection was over. And it just seemed like nobody nobody thought that through. Uh, maybe th- what happened to Netta was because there were so many other vets that were like, all right, we need to get her out now because she's had all this immunity. But like, I guess with all these newbies, they were just drawn to him or something. And that freaking protection that, that Paul had, the pendant of protection was bogus, bogus. I hate that. Twist. Hate it. Yeah. Not only does he get your spot, he gets immunity. Every three weeks. Yeah. The hell? Ah. <laughs> and also, also I would have gone after Paul because when when I saw he wasn't evicted, I didn't know that he didn't that he had protection. But I figured he had to be controlling things for him to not have been evicted thus far. And when I was going in there, I was like, all right, well, I need to shake up the status quo. I can't have like I can't just slide in and be like discreet. I need to like shake things up. And the only way to do that is to get out who I thought would have been the leader. And I thought it was Paul because he was still in the house. I don't think he goes in there and stays quiet. 
Yeah. Well, talk me through the the whole process, like the casting process and everything. Like, what what made you decide to apply for Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I well, I applied for Survivor before, and I had like gimmicks, and I, I think that was stupid. <laughs> like, I came in to an audition with a shirt saying "Mother Motherfucker, I'm awesome." Uh, <laughs> um and they immediately like shut you down and then i applied last year for big brother um and i made like a video of me like in the basement the lighting isn't right really um i'm kind of being quiet because my parents are asleep and it was not very good but i sent it in anyway didn't get any response and this year i decided you know i'm going all out i need to my goal this year actually wasn't even to get on i thought i was my goal this year was just to get a call back i was like all right, I need to get a call back this year. Next year, I'll be in semis. The following year, I'll be in finals. And then I'll be on the show. I didn't think it was all going to happen at once. So um, I was like, my whole goal this year when I was making my video was just to get a call back. And I almost blew it in my callback. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I can. I can't talk about that. But um, so <laughs> my video is amazing. Uh, it has me snowboarding in Colorado. It has me on my bike trip from Chicago to Buffalo when it's like raining. And I'm like, I'm biking. 600 miles for you big brother and it's like there's just so much stuff going on uh it had me scuba diving it had me at work it had me uh you know i made the big brother 19 logo i think it i i read somewhere that in order to get on big brother you either have to be incredibly good looking or incredibly interesting and i'm not <laughs> incredibly good looking i'm not like jessica i'm not like uh cody who are just beautiful creatures of the earth <laughs> i so i was like i need to be the interest like interesting so that's what i was showing them um so yeah and then um in my following interviews i was like really nervous trying to say the right things and then i almost got cut and then i just became like uh um i just kept talking kept 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 talking whatever thought came into my head i just spewed it out there so (laughs) if if that's one thing i would give advice for it's like have fun uh have fun in your interview because they don't want like people that are scared nervous uh like afraid to say the wrong thing um just don't don't have any filter in your mind um if you think of thoughts say it like when i saw jessica at finals i said she was the most beautiful person i've ever seen like <laughs> i i just went on and on and on and then i and i saw mark there and he was pretending to read in it or he was reading a book and i was just saying he was pretending to read like <laughs> like any thought that comes in your head you just gotta like say it um and then um my last tip and trick would just be like to be yourself like don't come in with a gimmick uh you know if i'm like the nerdy dude i don't want you look at me i'm not going to be the one that's going to uh be the muscular suave whatever dude but uh be who you are and they'll they'll appreciate that so that's well (laughs) when i when i had netta on the podcast she talked about how uh her 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 tip and, and trick uh, to get cast was that she she got hammered uh, every time she talked to the no <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh but before but yeah okay so uh, before one of my interviews I I they did offer me like alcohol they're like you're you're a little tense and I'm like well this is the finals <laughs> <laughs> they're like here you go so um, yeah it did help it did help it loosens you, you up. <laughs> so uh so i mean you make it to to finals like it, it seems like uh, like what what's the moment where you feel like this this is actually going to happen so there's a lot of things that go on in finals but when you when the numbers start dwindling down and there's like only 
like 15 of you in the room now and you're like holy crap and then you're also like in mentally in your head you're like well i'm like the nerdy dude like i know what i'm trying to like show them um and i'm looking around i'm not seeing any uh so i was like this is looking good this is looking good for me um so i there was just i don't know there wasn't like one particular moment um because every single time i went into an interview i'm like i was just like well this is it i do or die i'm just going to show them who I am and if they don't like it oh well but if I'm going in there I don't want to say something like oh I should have said this or that like literally any thought that came into my head I just said uh but there wasn't one particular moment where I was like actually there was after after one of my interviews I like closed the door like I left the door and I just screamed out loud because I was like I I think I'm on the show because I I knew I killed it I was I was actually all right so here's what I did in one of them I was roasting all of them, all the executives about BBOTT because I hated that season. <laughs> yes. And they were, like, they were like, why didn't you like it? And I said, this, bring it back, Jason sucked. And then someone was like, that was my idea. And I'm like, you suck. And then I was, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like saying the competitions were terrible, except for the first one. Um, I said, uh, I, don't, I can't remember everything that I said, but I was just, I was just straight up roasting them and they were loving it. And then after that, I was like, I think I'm on the show. And and also, I like solve Rubik's cubes for fun, and they're like on a scale of one to ten, how nerdy are you? And obviously, you got to say ten. So and then, so I I was solving a Rubik's cube while telling them all the nerdy things I did, and I solved it in like twenty seconds or something. One of my best solves ever. And then they're like, "Wait, are you done?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm done." Show it to them. <laughs> so th- those those two moments, I think, were like the moments where I was like, "Yes, I think I I think I just nailed it right there." Did you did you know that Cody also I believe it was Cody also said that like he solves Rubik's, Rubik's cubes a lot yeah, in his bio. I, I didn't know that while I was in the show. Well, I didn't really talk to him besides his marine experience. But um, after the show, yeah, I mean it's cool. I I still think I would have beat him in the puzzle. Um, probably uh, that would have been better for me. I think against him, but uh, that that's. It's not. It's not hard to solve a Rubik's cube. You know, let me tell. It just takes a day of sitting down and with the with the formula sheet, and then just like putting it to memorization. And whoever spends more time doing. So obviously, I have less of a life than him. So I, <laughs> I can I can solve it a little bit quicker. Um, but it's it's just uh, it's not hard to solve a Rubik's cube, and people are always super impressed. And it's not. And and all right, the bigger the Rubik's cube doesn't mean it's harder. By the way. <laughs> solve a three by three you could solve a, a hundred by a hundred it just takes more time to do so people are like oh you can't solve this and it's like it's not more difficult it's just more time consuming um but there's also different shaped rubik's cubes like oh i, sh- I should have brought them um i got them downstairs like i got a duodecahedron which is 12 sided i got a pyraminx which is just a pyramid shaped one there's like, like some that are like shaped in like a ball and uh there's like i got like other kind of like mind bender things too like where it's just wooden blocks and they put it together so yeah i love that kind of stuff i got like some of that stuff for christmas whenever people don't know what to get me for christmas they just give me a rubik's cube i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that easy person to shop for so and rubik's cubes are cheap they're like four bucks on amazon for a new (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, I, I've gone on a, a couple rants about Rubik's cubes, uh, basically saying like, yeah, th- like yeah, anyone can figure like anyone can figure out how to solve them. It's just like a matter of like f- like sitting down and actually like looking it up and and doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like people. People use it as like, oh, my God, you must be the smartest person in the world. And I think that's very silly. Uh, so I'm very glad to hear that you uh, represent that view. <laughs> I, I knew I I represent the view. I know what the public thinks. And I presented it like it was <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to use everything you got. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm not incredibly good looking. So I had to I had to do something to get out of that show. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you just, I, I made fun of people that could uh just like play basic guitar until I could do it. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really talented. Aren't I? Uh, so as soon as I learned Rubik's cubes, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just bring them to a bar. Yeah. But like, I also like got my whole lab into Rubik's cubes, which I guess is not hard to do when you're working with a bunch of Asian dudes. Like you show up with the Rubik's cube. They're all like, Oh yeah, let's do this. So, but I felt like I was a uh, pretty good, like at like, coordinating things so i presented it like that like i uh convinced everybody in the lab to have rubik's cubes and then my boss shut that down and i was pissed off but whatever <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so you end up you get cast like what's the what is the process now like you have to obviously there's a lot of things in your life that you have to like adjust you said like your lease ran out uh you have to make preparations with, with your job and all of that like what what was all that about so I had to quit my job um, to go on the show, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't like out of left field because I always talked about Big Brother at work. I always was listening to you guys. Like people listen to music while they're doing uh, testing at work. For me, when they're like, "Hey, what are you listening to?" It's like, "Oh, it's a Big Brother podcast." <laughs> so it's like it, when my boss found out, like when I told him, um, "Hey, um, this is getting real. Uh, I'm going to have to take a leave of absence." Uh, it was like too short notice, so I had to quit. And then he's like, whatever, we'll just rehire you uh, when, when the show is over, if you don't make an ass out of yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, luckily, there was nothing really for me to make. Like, I guess I mooned America, but that was it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't go, uh, sorry, no strippers allowed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, I had to uh, quit my job. Um, and then I just made everything on automatic withdraw for uh, the bills and stuff like that. So it wasn't actually too terrible. Uh, the, the job thing was the biggest thing. And uh, luckily, I got it back. My job. All right. Uh, so you end up getting on to Big Brother. You you, uh, you have to be like in sequester for a little while before you go on the show. Like, what what's that experience like? I mean, uh, just I mean, you spent a lot of time in sequester uh, total. So uh, tell me about that, <laughs> dude. All right. So when I was in sequester uh, uh, after I got evicted, I'm like, watch, I'm gonna battle my way back in and then be the first jury member. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to spend more time in sequester than in, act, in the actual house. But um, so, yeah, sequester is just insanely, insanely boring. You can't do anything. Uh, you're just basically it's kind of like prison, but you can't watch TV um, and like you can do in prison. You don't know what's going on in the world. Like I'm like, hopefully uh, something cool has happened. It would be cool. But nothing really happened. Just the Lincoln Park singer uh, committed suicide, which is not cool, but. That's like the only thing of note that happened when I was in the uh, sequester. Um, so, yeah, it's just incredibly, incredibly boring. Um, 
you're you're still like i'm still in game mode like the whole time i'm like what should i do what should i do what should i say to this person if i get back in who knows if they're still even in the house um and like i'm also like huh well this is the season of temptation who knows what's going to happen because i was there forever i was like maybe there's just going to be a pandora's box and i'm just going to walk right in they're like I had no idea why I was there. Like, I thought it would have been like last season where you had to compete every single week. And then when it was uh, Jillian's eviction, like, I'm like getting ready. I like woke up early. I'm, I'm doing like, I'm just trying to get pumped. And uh, they're like, no, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of like you being like locked away. And I always picture... I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen Old Boy, the the Korean? No. Uh, it's the basic premise uh, made by my one my favorite director, uh, the Vengeance trilogy, my favorite trilogy movies. But uh, this guy, he gets like kidnapped and he's locked away in this like hotel room esque looking thing, and uh, he spends like like ten or fifteen years uh, trapped there. Um, he just like gets fit and like just like yeah. almost loses his mind, and like that's how I picture anyone that's locked away and sequestered during Big Brother, like for a battle back, and so like. Just imagining you, like, not even know, like, preparing to go face Jillian in the battle back, and then like nothing happens. Exactly. Like, you have no idea what's happening. I, I was, I was doing so much. I was running because where I was, I at least had space to run. Uh, I was running. I was swimming. I was doing almost everything I could possibly do because I was like, if there's a battle back, I don't want to say, oh, I could have done this like while in sequester. So I was like holding my breath for like a minute or two minutes at like underwater. I was just treading water for like 30 minutes a day, um, like doing laps around. And so I was just like really just trying to get physically fit. Like that was the only thing I could do. And uh, the rest is just you're just sitting around staring, not talking to anybody. Incredibly, incredibly boring. Incredibly boring. I would. I'm never going to prison. That's for sure. Because <laughs> never gonna break the law because i don't want that ever to happen that's like well it's like hell kind of but at at least in prison you get to talk to people yeah like (laughs) uh did they at least give you some lincoln park music (laughs) like everybody was listening to lincoln park in memoriam for for chester (laughs) really you didn't get that experience no i didn't um thank god because i don't really like lincoln park Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) but like there is (laughs) There was like some movies you could watch, but I hate, I'm not a movie guy. So honestly, I was just, I had them go buy me board games and I was playing board games. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, Brent is still convinced to this day that uh, the jury could not have possibly finger painted on their own. They must have done it together because uh, CBS wouldn't buy extra finger paint materials. But if they bought you board games, certainly they'd buy more finger painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a bunch of board games that they bought. Uh, all right so uh so going into the house uh like i mean you were there for for 12 hours so like just tell me the story of your experience uh it's obviously you can you can just tell it the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah you're outside the door and you see julie and you're like holy crap like the whole time you're still like even in sequester before the show you're like well, I could be an alternate, like everything. You don't know really what's going on. Like, you're like, well, I've been kidnapped. I did the whole, the pre whatever. And, um, I'm just like, I hope I'm not an alternate. This would really suck. Uh, and then once you're right in front of the stage with Julie Chan staring right at you, 
like waving at you. I'm like, this is happening. And then I look at the door to the left. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. And then I, I walk in. By the way, the kitchen is at the left. I don't know why people think it's at the right. It's at the left when you walk in the door. And then um, there's all these people because I was in the second group uh, and it was kind of, it was overwhelming. And Kevin's like saying I, I'm his nephew. And it's like, keep that to yourself. <laughs> all I need is for one person to be like, didn't Kevin say that kid was his nephew? Like, and then it spreads like in that house perception is reality. And he's just like immediately, he was a wild card, that guy. Um, so yeah, then I found my bed. I was, I was going to bunk with Ramsey's um, talking to people. I see Megan and Alex go upstairs to play chess. So I go up there, I'm talking to them. They're, they're like being suspicious of people already. And uh, they're like, what do you what do you think of the people? And I'm like, I like everybody. There's nothing to like hate about anybody. Um, it, it, it's almost like they're like trying to fish for something like against me, kind of. But I was just not giving them anything. Um, so and there was no food, so we're all just sit, standing around, staring at each other. Like, and it was like a giant group. And then Megan and Alex were upstairs, and I went to <laughs> join them. And then. Um, you know, we did the the bottle popping champagne thing. Um, by the way, all right, I don't think me saying I'm a microbiologist is a bad move. I think it's a bad move now that Paul came in and they had somebody to get rid of like the first day. However, when I said that, I don't think it was a bad move because I, in my head, I've got, what, 15 days before somebody gets evicted? I have like, that's plenty of time to show off your personality and like to like, you know, get over that initial hump in my head but i knew like that my my biggest target would have been like the super fan dude uh that has won and i think if i i was going to just be like listen people always lie about their profession in this thing at least you know i'm telling the truth like i'm not going to lie about this stuff and uh, i think like i could have related to people because i worked with cancer drugs like if somebody had cancer i could have bonded with them on that level as well um, I, I don't think it's a bad move. I think given what happened, like if, if I knew someone was going to get evicted that first night, I would have said I was like an Uber driver or something, something like nobody cares about. It would have been like, Oh, okay. Like they would have asked me like a couple questions about Uber and I would have just pretended, but no, it's, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, which I'm surprised nobody's like said that they're an Uber driver on the show. I, I think Rob asked me, I think Rob asked me preseason, what's going to be like the new hipster job title. Cause oh, I think right. one of them was like pizza maker. And I think I said Uber driver. Uh, yeah. and then we didn't get one. I also, no. I also like that. Uh, like, uh, you know, sometimes there are threads on Reddit about the, like the, the Terrence show episodes. Uh, and I feel like there might be a thread on Reddit about this one and it'll just be like, Cameron confirms kitchen on the left. <laughs> 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 that'll be that'll be what they uh gather from this like skip it all go to like 35 minutes 20 seconds it's confirmed <laughs> don't listen michelle to anything doesn't else. know what she's talking about yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's one of those people that has to like hold up their hands and go oh yeah this one's left left is over there yeah i i, I honestly <laughs> i don't remember how that even became a controversy it's just like it's it's very clearly on the left. So I don't like, I don't understand how people think it's not. Uh, I think it's but, just taken on a new meeting of itself and now people are like, "What? Yeah. This is a thing? <laughs> Uh all right, so uh so you do the 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 champagne, the popping, you say you're a microbiologist, what happens yeah. then? Yeah, so again, don't think it's a bad move. Um yeah, people can disagree. I'll I'll say they're 
they're a liar. Um, For the record, I, I'm with you. I think that like uh, we often talk about like people unnecessarily lying about their job titles, and mm-hmm. like it really does cut you off from a lot of like talking points. Like if you can't talk about your actual profession, you need to make things up. It's going to hinder your ability to connect with people. And I like your your idea that like because microbiologists like it's not like. Nobody's thinking like, oh, a microbiologist, you're going to completely outsmart and out-socialize me. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, you'd be upfront about it and then you can talk about it all you want and make it seem as boring as it might be to exactly. them. That's what I was going to do. I was going to say all the boring crap about my job and never like, like tell them like the exciting stuff. But like that was exactly my plan not to like because like if you're a detective or if your job is like to lie to people sometimes i could see that being like a thing but just because i know about bacteria like that that doesn't really help me in the big brother house if like at all so it's all it does is say i'm smart and i'm walking in i'm i've got the glasses like everybody knows that they're tight kind of and they look at me they already know that i'm that type so why would i like say i'm not you know i don't know at least that's how I look at it preseason. Like when I saw like uh, I was just like casted people in my head, like when I saw them um, because it's easier to make fun of them in finals. If I can like imagine them as like somebody else. And like, right when I walked in, I was like, where there's no bearded dude this season. And like, <laughs> and then like, I in, I'm like, Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so is that, so, uh, after the, the getting to know you session, uh, is that when you go out to the, uh, the 25 K competition? Oh, sorry. The 25 K thing happens. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we have the 25 K thing. Um, we go out there. It's like a, it's like a sauna out there that it's like, they got this, it's like a green roof or it's, it's really, really, really hot. It's like a hundred something degrees out there. That's why Kevin took off his shirt. Not because he was nervous because it was freaking so hot out there um anyway so julie says yeah you can press the button for temptation or for the 25k but i don't she doesn't say what the consequence is and in my head it's like i am here for to play the game i'm not i'm here for the money but i'm also here because i love the game and i want to play the game and i want to like see everything that the game has to offer me and yeah somebody could press the button and then unleash a twist on the house but i didn't want to press the button and then have it lead to my downfall. So in my head, I'm like, I'm not pressing that button. I don't know what it could be. I don't know if everybody that pressed the button like would end up on the block. There's like so many scenarios that is scenario. (laughs) 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 So there's so much stuff going on in my head and I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to press the button because I'm, I'm here to play the game, not to get distracted this early in the game. Maybe if it was like, definitely if it was later and I knew where I stood with people like, I would have pressed the button, um, but not right away, not given like what I was there to do. I was there to play, not for fame, not for, for, well, not for, I was there for money, but I wasn't there for like the little bucks. I was there for the whole thing. So yeah, I decided not to press the button. Didn't press it. We come inside. Paul comes out. Initially, I'm like, this is great because when Paul comes in, it's, I knew I was going to have a huge threat being the super fan dude. Uh, and when he comes in, I'm like, thank God, somebody's going to distract all these people so that way they're not looking at me. And I still think that it was a good thing for my game initially uh, that he came in. However, like then we had to rally for um, uh, the friendship bracelets or we had to get those eight friendship bracelets. 
And so I go into that room because for some reason we decided it would be best if we all had like a five minute one-on-one powwow with uh, Paul. And so I go into the room and in in my head, I'm like, all right, last season, what did Paul not have? He didn't have a lot of allies and his only ally was Victor. And I, I was like, there's already people saying that they, he had his chance last season. Um, So in my head, I'm like, all I gotta do is say I'm loyal say how big of a fan I am of him. Maybe that wasn't the best thing in reality, but that's what my plan was going in. Maybe I could have, I don't know what I could have done, honestly. Um, Talked about cosplay? I don't know. (laughs) Because he was like, I guess I was competing against Ramsey's in that spot, but I guess I could have talked about uh, my actual job, uh, talked about like how I wanted to dress up as him for Halloween uh, last year. I don't know. I don't know uh, what his rhyme or reasoning was for giving it to Ramsey's over me. Um, so, yeah, I went in there with the game plan. I, I think I executed the game plan because they didn't really show me saying anything wrong. Like, they showed Cody not talking to him. They showed Matt saying, oh, I can't wait to play against you, dude. They showed Christmas saying, oh, I'm a badass bitch. I can't wait to compete. And, like, me, it's just me saying, hey, man, we're gonna be, I'm going to be loyal to you throughout this entire game. Um, it showed Josh being like a hothead, but again, it didn't really show me saying anything bad. It was just, I don't, I guess it was just, you know, he could only hand out eight of them. So, uh, I just didn't end up getting it. So then, uh, I don't get the bracelet. I have to compete. And in my head, I, I look around, I see Christmas, Matt, Cody on the trapeze thing, and they all have like eight packs on their body. And it's like, I don't want to win this. I don't want to win this physical competition for a couple of reasons. One, because if I try too hard, um, they're going to see that as like a, they already know me as the smart dude immediately. And if they see me as this physical threat, which I think I could have been um, in that house, uh, then it would have just been bad news. And I would have been targeted right away. Even if I had the safety, like I would have been like Cody attacked the next week or something like that. So I'm, I'm immediately like, I got to fall in the middle of the pack here. And I was like, I need to get off with as few clues as possible uh, or to try and get a best apple with as little clues as possible, right? So the first clue was like the red serpent is more safe than the yellow serpent or something. And then the second clue was like the red apple is better than the yellow apple. But I misheard the first clue. I thought she said, uh, I could, I can't remember what I thought she said. It, it was something like the red is better than yellow. And then there's, oh yeah, yeah. And the second one was there's at least one safe red apple. So I thought, because I misheard the first one, that both of the red apples were safe. Because I thought she said, you're more likely to get a safe apple from a red apple than a yellow apple. And then I just thought both red apples were safe. So right when Josh jumped off and got a red apple, I'm like, well, the other red apple's safe too. Um, but I just misheard the first blue. So that was a mistake. Uh, so I jumped off, got a wrong apple, goofed. Um, probably should have stayed on longer to hear more clues because there were some other clues. But... That was it. All right. All right. Here's my gripe about that competition. It was all, it was a whole chance competition. Like there are people that fell off before me that had like a clue and they got a safe apple. And there's people that fell off after me with so many more clues Christmas that, that, that never made the air, but there was many, many more clues that had, that got a bad apple. It wasn't like, if it was like hold on as long as possible, the last four that are hanging on are going to uh, continue I would have held on to that thing until I was in the final four. But in my head, I was like, well, I have to try and balance 
time up here versus like realistic chance. And also I thought the more apple, the more clues that we had, the more likely we would have known that's a bad apple. Stay away from that apple. So I was like, I need to get off before that happens because I just thought the longer we were up there, the more likely there'd be bad apples. So I was like, I need to get off quickly. Yeah, I, it's I've, it's funny because I, I I forgot that you weren't around because uh, you were still in sequester. But like we did a whole like analysis on uh, like the the, the the optimal choices for that oh, competition, okay. and basically after the first clue, there was like no insight, uh, uh, like further insight into where the good apples were. The best chance you had was like the sixty six percent chance that you got after hearing the first clue. Yeah. Um. And so like Jillian and uh, whoever else like they got like uh basically the best the best of uh choice um and it was it was such a dumb uh, competition and like uh josh who who goes down uh thinking oh it's a 50 50 shot which was not his best chance uh at all but he ends up with a 50 50 shot he like if he had picked that bad apple you would not have you would have picked yeah. the good apple do yeah. you think josh would have gone out in your spot yes because it, it was there the girls were just thinking uh we need to get a guy out. And um, Josh was already kind of acting like a hothead. He was, he was, he was going around the house. He's like, I hope you guys got a big personality because I got a big personality. I'm here to stay. And I was just like, who is this guy? Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure he was just going to start so many fights. I, um, so yeah, I think he would have, he would have gone. I was going to grab a red apple regardless because of what I thought. So yeah, if he would have grabbed that bad apple, I would have got the other apple. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Um, but yeah, initially, I think the best odds were like four out of seven at the before any clues were given was safe. And I was like, if I just fall off now, I have the best chance right now Four, you have better 56 percent chance that one of them is good without even any clues at all. So I'm like, so that also was going through my head, like maybe I should just jump off right now. Um, but no, yeah, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> it didn't work out. So um, then uh, I get the bad apple, bad news, bad news bears. Julie's like, hey, um, you get the you get to choose uh, competition or um, competition or vote. And I was like, I looked to the left and I saw Jillian, <laughs> and, she, and she didn't do that well in the in the trapeze thing. She like fell like a minute in or something. And like, I'm sorry, I I love Jillian as a person. Like, she's probably the only person pre jury that I talk. She's the one I talk to the most. Um, but you know, I. I was like, I need to stay. So I voted for the, the competition. Um, and to this day, I am still confused why Christmas voted for the vote. Because it's not like we had this like moment to talk. It was like, Julie was like, you get this thing, no talking, go and vote. And I was like, all right, it's going to be two to one competition. Because Christmas is right here. She's looking like a beast. Like, I thought she was going to go for the competition. Didn't happen. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> because literally, this is people's nightmares to get in the house and be the first one out. Like, I've lived through my own nightmare. This is I've had terrible, terrible dreams of this happening. Probably so many other people have. Like, even in that most recent Survivor episode, people are like, oh, I just don't want to be the first one out. Like, it's, it's not a good time being that first one out. Um, so... There's the there's the vote thing. We have an hour, only an hour to um, try to uh, <clears throat> try and sway some votes. So I'm going I'm going to the dudes like me, Matt, uh, Mark and Cody. We're, we're like we're having something. We're having a good conversation. 
they were like, yeah, we're not going to vote for you. And I think if I would have stayed in the house, I would have been like in the middle of all those showmances. I would have tried to have been the fifth wheel of a couple of those. Um, and I would have, I think I would have been in a really good spot, um, which is probably smart that they got rid of me, I guess, through the vote. Um, however, so I had a good conversation with them. Like I'm talking to Jason. He's like, yeah, I'll keep you around, but I, you got a campaign. We don't know anything about you, dude. Like, so I'm like still like they're voting me out and they don't even know my name. I'm pulling people into rooms and it's like, how do I know what they appreciate in someone they want to work with? You don't, it's not a real good time. So I'm like, Jessica's like, oh, if you, I like pulled Jessica and Elena into a room. I was like, hey, if you, if you give me a strip tease, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you the vote. And I'm like, you know what? One, this is, if this does work, that would be awesome. But two, I don't want to uh, say, oh, I went in there and I should have done that. Maybe that would have worked. And three, I was kind of like, well, if I do get voted out, at least I'm going to be kind of entertaining. Um, <laughs> You'll <laughs> so have was, something in that montage at the finale. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They'll be able to show me. At least I'll like have some memory. Uh, so I was just like, whatever, I'm going to have some fun with this one, at least in the house. Um, so, I, yeah, I try my best. I was I literally talked to every single person um in there trying to convince them to keep me um but it was just i think it, the writing was on the wall i don't think there was any words i could have said to get myself out of that position because i i know dan giesling says there's always a way out um and i'm I, i'm a pretty big fan of that however um i there's just not enough time for me to build relationships to get into their head to do that and in big brother there is usually a way out but in my position I don't know if there was once it was once it was those nominations. Maybe if there was another dude on the block, I could have tried to wiggle my way out of that. Or, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the the thing that like trips people up is that like you can always find like something to fault any player like if something bad mm-hmm. happens to them you can be like well if you hadn't said you were a microbiologist or you know what i mean like yeah. any yeah. any small amount of thing that like even if in the moment it was the right decision maybe they can point at it as the wrong decision after the fact or like like maybe if you had done this thing that with hindsight we know would have worked like like i'm sure that if you had gone through that situation like a thousand times maybe one of those thousand times you <laughs> might have like luckily like ran into this weird combination of actions that would have kept you in the game but like 999 times out of a thousand it's not gonna happen and that's a huge difference than like uh like 700 times it's going to happen and you were like the person that screwed it up in the 300 times you know what i mean yeah. Uh, so like, there's a level of like you can find fault with absolutely everybody, including Doctor Will, including Dan, including Derek. Uh, but it's just a matter of like how much can you really fault someone for being in such a terrible situation to begin with? Like if there's only it's it's again it's like poker. It's like if you have one out, uh, yeah. if you have yeah, exactly. one card that can win you the hand, sure you can be like well. He, you should have got that card. Uh, or you can be like, well, that was a shitty situation to be in in the first place. For sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's like I was trying to get a royal flush right at the beginning of the game. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but, oh, well, I, I, I see what, what makes it e- easy for me is because I think I did everything right that I could have done. So it's not like I'm playing what if games like other people are all the time. Um, it's like, what if I talked to this person and said this? It's like, I think I said everything and tried to do everything that I could have done. Um, but given that how it played out, like how it was me, Christmas and Jillian on the block and there was a vote and um, 
Paul walked in and there's like a nine seven or if I was voted if I was state it would have been nine seven guys girls advantage or uh I I don't know there's just I I I did everything that I thought was going to be the right move and it, it just didn't work out and I'm not playing what if games because there's like no point and I think I if I would have done anything else it would have been a bad move if I would have stayed up there for however long I and got a good apple okay I I'm safe for that week but. Like then you're like a like a threat. I was just I was trying to play for the marathon, not for the sprint. So oh well. Yeah, well, as I mean, you talked about like you're you're a very competitive guy. I can very much relate to yeah. that. Uh, so yeah. I mean, it must have been it must have been uh, devastating to to go out for. Like, I, can you explain how it feels to to have that happen to you? Dude, all right. So the beginning of the day, you're at the you're literally at the best moment in your life. It's like you're like. I've peaked. This is it. I'm walking into the big brother house and not even 12 hours later, you're at the lowest point in your life. <laughs> you're like, well, that was all for nothing. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was just so amazingly like, it feels like your heart was taken out of you. And you're like, Julie's saying you, you got to come out there. And you're just like, can I like even take a shower in here? Can I see, uh how deep the pool is um you know can i even have a meal because there there is also like they're cooking uh dinner and while i was campaigning for votes and i'm not gonna just be like oh yeah i'll cook i was like <laughs> i want to like talk to people uh so it's like i didn't even eat really eat in there um so yeah it was just it was just incredibly incredibly devastating i like come out on the stage you know i'm like I'm crying because it was just like I was I wasn't there for anything but to play the game. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty upsetting experience. And then they're like, "Well, there's a chance you can get back in the house, but we can't tell you anything else. Do you want to stay here for a couple of weeks?" And I'm like, "I'm like, what are you doing to me? Like, I was <laughs> <laughs> this can't be good for my health." So I I was just like, "Yeah, I'll stay. I'll do whatever you want. Like, I'll win whatever competition I have to win to get back in the house. Don't worry." And they're like, all right, cool. And then put me in like sequester and I was just there forever, uh, forever. And I, I, I was at points I was like, did they forget about me? This is so <laughs> long. <laughs> uh, so, man. so was it, was it uh, easier the second, like when you, when you lost to Cody and you knew that it was over for good, was it, was it easier to take that time or was it, it was it harder knowing that it was over for, for good? Uh, it was definitely harder uh the second time because that's that's also a reason why i've never watched the the battle bag episode um because it's official now like mm -hmm. like it was it was hard like once i walked out the door had the conversation with julie and then i was just like having a pity party to myself like that maybe 10 minutes was really really difficult and before they said hey you got another chance shape up and i'm like all right cool and then but then as soon as i lost then I was just like that whole there's like two days before uh, I can like even talk to anybody because they have to edit the episode, show it to the public and all that garbage. And then there's like a whole other day where it's like I still can't talk to anybody. So it was just that the whole time. It's just you're like constantly like, why am I even here? Whatever. Screw this. So, oh, well, oh, well. I, 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 I try my best. And like that's that's the most you can do in that house um it's not like i uh said anything awful or uh didn't try like most of these people uh this season which is freaking annoying oh my god there's just lack of effort this season was 
frustrating and it, it stinks because it, it's my season i was always just like if i get on the season it's going to be the best season ever it's gonna have <laughs> so much stuff is gonna go down and it's like i I really wanted this to be like one of the best seasons uh because now i look like the idiot that lost the first week and then i lost to all these other idiots that didn't even play the game so <laughs> i'm the i'm the biggest loser officially no not really but oh well yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I just, I mean, I just, again, I finished like wrapping up this, this first one out series for Survivor. Um, it's a shame we didn't do it for Big Brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just looked um, at, the, um, at that pool image thing that poorly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the worst. <laughs> I was so annoyed because like, I like not only had I just chosen you, but obviously like, you know, I, I would hate for like even just. I hate the first night eviction, but I would hate for it to be a super fan to go out night one too. And like to have it be so blatantly spelled out to me in such a like horrible way. I was just like so annoyed. I was just like, do I have to watch this stupid <laughs> premiere? Uh, but yeah, so so like uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of the former first boots on Survivor talked about was like how it it can like really make you feel like uh, like it it can affect how you view yourself. Like you might like you are defined by this, or that like it it says something about you. Have you have you felt any difficulty with that? Um. Yeah. Well, I'm. Well, yeah. It's 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 upsetting being the first one out because it's just my life i feel like i've been, it's been like dedicated to uh this in survivor for so long and it's just like ah oh, man first one are you serious however like i i still look at it like hey it's a blessing just to even have gotten chosen to be on the show um to like this is like bucket list material just to get on the show and try your best and just give it your all so that's that's how i try and look at it i i mean I don't really feel defined by it. It's, it's a bummer that it happened. Um, but I, I think if, if I could have gone out in this season, at least I, I went out like in one of the more memorable ways this season. So, Oh, well, I mean, I can't, I can't be too upset that it happened. It's just, it's just, it happened and I'm trying to move on from it, but I'm, I'm still, still going to watch uh, next season. I'm still going to watch survivor. I'm still going to stay in the community for sure. So what what is the process of trying to to move on? Like, how do you go about that? Um. So the the whole process of moving on is just well. All right. So there's tons of everybody online thinks that they are like the best Big Brother player that has ever played <laughs> the game, and there you get so much hate email, and it's just like there's so the block button is amazing. Like, <laughs> just never have to see that person again. Um. So it's just trying to move on it's actually uh been pretty easy for me um because uh i guess because i never really cared about uh what what the fans um like really cared that much like like someone calls me an idiot it's like all right cool block but (laughs) i don't really i don't really uh care that much i i tried my best uh to uh in that house and if nobody if people can't respect it oh well uh there's just like a lot of like just talking with people about like how the season uh, or how it went down, how my eviction went down. It, I guess, again, the only reason that I uh, don't play what if games is because I think I played the best that I could have done. Um, so moving on is actually pretty easy for me. Do you do you hold out hope that like uh, you know in in my wildest dreams, as I speculate on the podcast, that maybe uh, one day you'll be asked back? Uh, yeah. 
I think everybody holds that hope that they'll be asked back um, once they get like everybody wants to get asked back to be on the show. I don't know. Brian was the only first uh, boot that ever got like even a chance in for season eleven. Um, who knows? Who knows what's up, Big Brother sleeves? Um, if they if they called me back, I would say yes in a heartbeat. Of course, I would drop everything. I would pay them to go back on the show to prove, hey, I'm not a big buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I think. Um, so I, yeah, for sure. I I'm holding out hope. Um, but if it doesn't happen in the next season or two, uh, then you're pretty much gone. Uh, you know, there's like a time frame, and if you aren't one of the, the, like Jessica or Cody, if you're just some like other dude, uh, on the season, you only have like a season or two window and then it's like, you're, it's, a, it's over pretty much. So hopefully, but I'm not really holding, I'm holding out hope, but it's like, two percent two percent chance yeah <laughs> well do you do you feel like like uh like you're ready to sort of close this chapter on your life i mean you mentioned that you might be uh moving soon uh in in like you know starting over uh is that sort of on your horizon um i don't think my the chapter of big brother um and survivor will ever close um until they are canceled um I just feel like it's just become such a part of me that it's never going to close until like something drastic happens. Uh, even though I know some people get off the show and they just don't want anything to do with it. They don't want to watch anything. They don't want to even participate in any forums or anything like that. Um, however, it's just such a big part of my life. I don't think I'll ever close it. It would be like closing like a chapter, like just saying goodbye to your family altogether. Um, Big Brother is just, it's helped me through some like hard times. And like, uh, I think it was just meant for me personally to get on the show and try my best and to move forward. I, th- I think would to move away from Big Brother would be a mistake. I think. Do you, do you regret going on at all? I mean, like something that, that Vetus from Survivor said was that like, he felt like uh, it, if he was going to go out first, it wasn't worth going out at all. Do you, do you regret getting cast and, and going for it for this season wasn't Venus also in like an all-star season then too yeah yeah so um i can understand that but like if i was going to go back for an all-star season like it's like if i want to be the first one out no um don't even bother but yeah i no 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 regrets at all i i love that i was even in the house um i love that i got to experience everything um but that's why Vita said that it's not because he uh came in last is because it was like an all-star season and he's seen it and done it all before he was there to win not to come in last place uh that's that's how i feel about that but it was awesome it was awesome i think everybody that applies it doesn't really matter what place i get in as long as i get in that house and um it's just it's just so awesome being in there even though it was such a short amount of time uh, uh, I, I, there were some like pictures, uh, screenshots, uh, circulating around, uh, from the backyard of, uh, you like standing on the, um, the, uh, oh, oh after the season, the, yeah, um, yeah. the scales of justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was like a thing that was like saying we can't cross. I'm like, fuck that. So <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just went over there and was like hanging out, you know, this, it's like my third or fourth time in that backyard. I'm going to try my, I'm going to have some fun while I'm there. Um, <laughs> and I, I was just doing it for myself. I didn't really know that like it was being broadcasted to the, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just fooling around. They, they were like buckled in back there too. Just, oh wow. Yeah. It's, 
Uh, so it was awesome. It was awesome just seeing everything. I also found like that giant key. I saw that meme of me like holding the key around and uh, that was fun. That was fun. I Yeah, I tried to have the, as much fun as I could while I was there. Um, yeah, if only I wasn't there for, if, if, if I stayed there for longer than 12 hours, I think uh, I would have done really well. Yeah. But whatever. So, uh, so what, what are you, what are you thinking in terms of like moving forward with your life? You know, you talked about like, uh, your, your microbiology job, um, but potentially moving, like, where do you see yourself, uh, heading, uh, in the near future? Yeah. I'm thinking about moving to Denver, um, soon or, uh, out to Baltimore. I got a friend out there that basically does the exact same thing I do. Um, so yeah, I just, I kind of want to start like a new chapter of my life like a new like it's kind of like i want to start all over in like a different location practically like try and go and find new friends go and do find new uh, hobbies or something like that um not like getting rid of big brother but like just uh just having fun somewhere else so i it doesn't really matter where i go honestly as long as i like i don't want to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again and be that person that's like in seven years Oh, what is he doing? Oh, the exact same thing. Like, come on now. I want to go and do some more stuff, experience more things in life than just uh, being a microbiologist in this one location. I want to have fun. So, yeah, I want to. It doesn't matter. So if there's any uh, any pharmaceutical companies listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, my key demographic, actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at the Twitter stats. Like, what the hell? So many pharmaceutical companies are listening to this. There you go. Crazy. That's uh, why we got a camera on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm I'm really just pretending that it was your sister. But it really, I mean, I was going to have you on just to appeal to the pharmaceutical. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're like a politician. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, do, we, uh, do we have a hashtag for this, uh, this podcast? Man, this one quick. Uh, hashtag um <laughs> i was just like remember when jeff was like uh you need a hashtag for this uh interview <laughs> and immediately i don't know why bb nerd herd came up and then right when i said that i was like oh people are gonna call me an idiot <laughs> oh, right right when it happened like after it closed i'm like people are gonna say i'm an idiot for the nerd herd it's like because friendship last season to me doing mm-hmm. this now i was like whatever I hate when that that happens like all the time, like uh, like on podcasts. Like I remember uh, there was there was one podcast. Uh, I think it was like a roundtable, and um, I had just like talked to Alex for a morning update, and I I introduced Alex, and I was trying to say like I was just talking to you this morning. Like how's it go- like how's it been going since then? But instead, I it, it came out as like uh, so. Are you feeling any better, Alex? <laughs> and he was like uh yeah i'm I'm good and then like i quickly moved on because i didn't want anyone to realize i made a mistake and like you can if you go back to that podcast i don't remember which one it was you can hear him going like wait a minute feeling better but i was just like so brent uh you just like uh uh quickly change something (laughs) yeah so i mean like when you're being recorded and it's i mean especially when it's live it's just like things just come out sometimes and you just like hope that people don't notice <laughs> but yeah nerd herd uh can't escape that one nope can't escape it it's there forever and i knew i knew right away i'm like crap 
maybe if they gave me some like preparation, I could have thought of something better, but nope. Uh, but for this this hashtag, um, let's go. No, let's do it. BB Nerder. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go for it, man. All right, that's that's herd. H uh, e a r d. Yes, yes. H e a r d. All right. It's gonna be fun. Well, thank thank you so much for uh, for doing this, Cameron. Oh no, it's my pleasure. I uh, I'm happy to help you guys out whenever. Um, you know, you I'm I'm happy you drafted me. Uh, you saw potential. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I, for me, it, it's evidence to me that without the twist with uh, with Paul coming in, that you would have won the game because you were on my. It's Paul coming in because he wasn't able to be drafted. It ruined yeah. the whole thing. That's the yeah. only reason Brent won. The only reason <laughs> I lost for the first time, and it's the only reason that Cameron isn't the winner of Big Brother 19. So uh, that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. All right, that's a good theory. I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so thank you everyone for joining us uh you can find the podcast on itunes uh the taran show that that's uh t-a-r-a-n uh you can find uh this podcast as well on the reality tv rehap up feed uh as well as the all, all the uh, extra survivor coverage that rob isn't a part of um we'll probably do some some lfc uh survivor coverage as well that'll probably go in there uh so lots of good stuff to uh, check out in that feed. Uh, and you can find us on Rob has a website. You can uh, leave a comment. You can tweet at us. I'm at Armstrong Taron. Cameron, uh, what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I'm at CameronHerd210 on Twitter. There you go. So uh, tweet at us with uh, with the hashtag BBNerdHerd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> call us idiots. Um, and then we'll block you. <laughs> Not really, though. We won't block you. Um, maybe Cameron will. I can't promise anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's all we got for you. Thank you for uh, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next time. Karen's asking questions. Karen's finding out. Karen's looking deeper. That's what it's all about. It's the Taryn Show, so you and me can know, it's the Taryn